I was brought up in a little farm of my grandfather and in the city, working class. My mother was working, my father was working, and I was on the streets all day. So it is, I went to school okay, often I didn't, especially after the war when all those movies from America came out, I didn't go to school. But other than that, I was a good kid, and I was never a criminal, but I was on the, on the edge of being a criminal. I used to steal food. There was no food. You know, we were starving to death you know, for a long time. So I go and steal some food. You know, I do all kinds of things. So I go into the movies for free. I didn't have no money. But I had a great time growing up. And I think without that, it would have been probably not, we wouldn't have this conversation right now. Because that also put a certain ingredient in the way you look at life. And music is nothing else but a reflection of it. That's street life. Street life may have been his secret ingredient, but his music was also the product of a remarkable classical education. I spoke with the late musician Joe Zawinul at his house in Malibu, overlooking the Pacific Ocean a few months before he passed away in the fall of 2007 at the age of 75. From Jazz and Lincoln Center, this is Jazz Stories. I'm Andrew Rosenblum. Joe Zawinul was a musical prodigy. Just before World War II, he began studying piano at the Vienna Conservatory when he was still a child. I was seven when I was having a scholarship for the Vienna Conservatory. So I'm not trying to talk about myself, but I'm trying to talk to you about the tradition we have. And that goes back to Haydn and Mozart and, and, and on and on and on, Beethoven, Brahms and Gustav Mahler and all that, you know. I played with some guys after the war who played with Schoenberg all the time. In many ways, our tradition has so many starting points, you know, from the classic to the modern, to the abstract, to the eternal. And all from this, we as youngsters learned. In Austrian music, in Austrian folks music, you hear a lot of little, little things, you know? Slovenian influences, Slovakian, all those little Balkan things have that little twang in the music, and that's the way I grew up. But this conglomeration and this incredible cultural influences, Jewish, Slavic, Gypsy, influences, it made what we are, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm so happy that I'm from there, because it really gave us an insight on many things. We didn't have a radio, we were very poor people, and uh, we, after the war we were bombed out, my piano was not had a lot of pieces of grenades and bombs stuck in it and it took a long time. We didn't have the money to have it prepared. Then I found somebody who helped us slowly to get this in shape. My teacher, she taught me for free. She was a pupil of Paul Van Garten. Valerie Turner was her name. She was a master pianist. 
wonderful, wonderful teacher. Very hard. I had to practice with a dime, kind of, on my top of the hands. A dime, very light. And when you changed in the pages, and time never could fall off. After the war, man, I heard, I heard music of Benny Goodman, Artie Shaw, uh, the music of Duke Ellington, Count Basie. And I, from that moment on, man, I was sold to jazz music. But I was a street kid, I was playing soccer three, four games a day, and uh, hardly ever went to school. I went to the movies, because I was so turned on by America, I went to the movies. I saw every day, I saw three, four movies. And then I saw movies about with the, the Glenn Miller, San Valley Serenade, and the whole Glenn Miller band, and then Holiday in the Rockets with Dummy Dorsey. All that was okay, but then I saw Stormy Weather. Don't know why there's no sun up in the sky, Stormy Weather, since my man and I ain't together. When I saw Stormy Weather, which I saw at that particular time 24 times. But now I saw it probably 100 times. Because I always liked this. And the whole atmosphere of Stormy Weather, the music, the, the way the people move, the way the people are. That turned me on. And I said, this is what I want to do in my life. I want to play music with black people. In the late 1950s, Zawano came to America and apprenticed with bands including those led by Maynard Ferguson and Dinah Washington. He then joined Cannonball Adderley's group, and in the late 60s, played electric keyboards with Miles Davis. Zawinul rebelled against the bebop vocabulary of the time. First, I heard Charlie Parker play. It was the most adventurous and most exciting music, and it became the most predictable. One thing happened, I ran into Barry Harris, who used to play with Cannonball before Victor Feldman, you know, and I followed Victor. And I saw him on the streets, on 52nd Street, right in front of Birdland. He came to me and said, Joe Zavinol, congratulations. I said, what's happening? He said, well, I just heard in the taxi, I, I heard a tune by Cannonball, man, and I could have sworn it's me. That's what, him talking. And then they announced your name, man. You arrived. And for a moment, I was really, very, uh, Excited about that, wow, you know? Because we used to practice a lot together, but I love Barry Harris, still do, the way he plays. Anyhow, from that moment on, when I thought about the compliment, which I appreciated, two seconds later, I said, what does that mean? Barry is a mimic of uh, Bud Powell, and I am in the third rank in, in terms of concept. And I went home, took all my records, and they're still in the same uh, packaging. Never open them up again. And there was a small crisis I perhaps had because I decided whenever something like that comes in my mind to play a bebop phrase, I stopped. I didn't want to finish, you know? But then out of that, something happened and I really started playing. By 1970, he and saxophonist Wayne Shorter had formed Weather Report, a new kind of band, bringing brilliant electric work to jazz. 
I think I've always was a jazz musician, always will be. The only difference is that I chose not to use the same traditional instruments. But I, I always felt there was an incredible limitation in our known instrumental configurations. Like you have prime colors, you only have five, six really different instruments. You have the woodwinds, you have double reeds and single reed instruments in the woodwind section. You have brass, which is all more or less the same, just different ranges. You have uh, the strings and you have percussion, that's about it. And I felt the music I wanted to play, even when I was a kid, I always had an orchestral mentality. And I was never out for make a small group sound big, but I was out to give a group a distinctive character. Relating to the music I'm playing. My instrumentation, the way I played it, I never sounded off that much of the acoustic sounding repertoire. And all my little tones I play melodies with. There's always this little nasal woodwindish type of sound. And the way I orchestrate my little band is somewhat of a big band, but sort of. Their music drew criticism from some jazz purists, but Zywinul ignored it. He thought that jazz should sound like its time and place. Rio in 2007, New York in 1975, or Vienna in 1936. I'm learning something every day, man, about life. And I don't need more. I don't need music for inspiration. I don't listen to music. Uh, sometimes I drive in the car, I listen to jazz station, and it makes me ill. Is that right? Why is that? Well, because I hear those young guys playing the music of the 60s, you know, which is okay, but, but it's been done so good. And I was a copyist and a mimic myself, you know. I copied everybody when I came to this. Even when I came to America, I still copied, you know, bebop and tried to learn how to play bebop. And it's wonderful music played by the originators. But to stick with it 40, 50 years later, I, I find it uh, awkward. I didn't like that when we played it uh, in the 60s. Therefore, I changed this up and I wrote a lot of tunes for Cannonball, over 55 songs, and some open form tunes, which you express yourself, man. You are just traveling. You are not going around the block all day long. It is boring. What those young kids today, perhaps they're under pressure from the record company, but we never were under pressure. Wayne and I, with Weather Report, we heard suggestions from CBS, you know, when we Birdland was so big. Hey man, you gotta do another Birdland or you gotta do another that or that. You know, we never did that, man. Every record of Weather Report is an entire different entity of a new page. And I think life is that every day is a new page. From Weather Report, Zawanol went on to form his own Zawanol Syndicate making music rooted in jazz, but influenced by sounds from all over the world. 
I'm choosing my own sounds and uh, work with it, not from a technological, I know very little about that, but I know how to, to fiddle around until I have exactly the timbre I like to have. When I have a sound, I can tell you a story. And for me, storytelling is the only thing I, I've ever done. The late Joe Zawinul. You can find all of our jazz stories on iTunes and at jalc.org slash podcasts. For Jazz Stories, I'm Andrew Rosenblum. This series is produced by David Gorin and Alexa Lim at Murray Street, with support from Jazz at Lincoln Center. So consider becoming a member or joining us for a live performance. You can find complete information at jalc.org. <laughs>